Welcome to this week's edition of Dugout Dish Podcast. I'm Andy Kirikides, joined by my lovely co-host, who's rocking a very nice camouflage hat. I can barely see the top of his head. Keith Glasser, how we doing? Great, how are you? Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year. It's the first first recording of 2024. It is. Not the first podcast posted, but the first recording of first 2024. recording. Peek behind uh, the we got a pretty important topic today, uh, something I know that we're both passionate about. We've had a ton of conversations with different coaches about this specific topic and, and getting their insights on some different angles to this one. But we want to talk about the importance of surrounding yourself with quality people, not only with just the recruiting process, but from a development perspective, from an academic perspective, uh, and, and just in general, surrounding yourself with people that are going to that are going to lift you up and, and hold you accountable and, and do the things that are going to help you get to where you want to go. So I think there's quite a bit to unpack here. I know we're going to hit it from a couple different angles. So um, let, let's let's kick it off here, Coach. What do we got? Yeah, I, I think the you know we've touched on this quite a bit in, in a lot of podcasts about you know having people in your corner and, and what you should do and what you need to do and, and thing, the honest evaluation, things of that nature. And I think, you know, it, it, it's one of the most important things that you need to have during your recruiting process, you know, and it's not necessarily just from a, a coach standpoint. Um, you know, I, I think that there's an academic component. There's a development component. There is obviously the coaching component. There's a lot of different things that that go into this recruiting process for student athletes that, you know, you want to make sure that you're putting yourself in the best possible position and surrounding yourself with the best people that you possibly can to give yourself the the, the most advantageous um, chance uh, of being recruited, you know, and that that starts with people who you can surround yourself with that are going to tell you what you need to hear, not necessarily what you want to hear. You know, there, there's a lot of people that'll, that'll just flat out tell you like, yeah, you're really good. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily think, you know, I think you can play college baseball. I think you fit in at this level. And, you know, I, I think, you know, from a, a development and from a coaching standpoint, I think it's fair. And especially nowadays with, you know, what I hear people pay for, um, teams to play on and such like what are you getting out of that you know what is the what is the expertise of the person that is is coaching you you know and this isn't necessarily a a dig on you know uh, the people who are doing this because this is what makes the baseball world tick the the people who you know volunteer their time and and give up a lot of their time to to go coach that's it's not what this is designed for right like I, i I love those people. That's that's literally what makes this this game amazing is that you have a, a ton of people who, who literally volunteer their time for for young people to be able to play this game. Um, you know, but when, when you start getting into the upper levels and, and you're thinking about, you know, playing college baseball and doing things, you want to be able to have somebody who who has knowledge of what's actually going on in the college baseball world or has had knowledge of what went on in the college baseball world so that they can really help you and guide you through the process of, of what to do. And again, this isn't meant to be a dig, but you know, if you have somebody who's an accountant 
who Monday through Friday is your coach and, you know, their expertise is that they played high school baseball when they were in high school 35 years ago, you know, what are they, are they going to be able to develop you enough to become a college baseball player? And I, you know, in some instances they might, I I don't know. I I don't know the answer to that question, but it's worth asking when you're going through this process of, you know, where am I going? Where am I playing? And, and I think on the same hand, and again, it's not to take a dig at people, but you know, if you have a 21 year old kid fresh out of college, who's coaching a summer team, like, I don't know what it is that, you know, I, I don't know how good that's going to be. I, and it, again, it's not a dig at people. It's just the reality. And it, it's a fair question to ask as a parent going through this with the amount of money that I know people pay, like what, is this going to help develop my son into the player that, you know, he wants to be and ultimately get him to achieve the goals it is that he wants to achieve. And some people, it, it, Hey, it might, right? Like not everyone wants to play college baseball. So it might for a, a good portion of the, uh, a good segment of the population. But, you know, for the people who really want to, you know, go and play at, at super high levels, like, are you practicing a lot in the summer? You know, I, I hear it all the time from a lot of people and we hear it from families like, yeah, we play on this team, but like we really only just play tournaments. Like, are you practicing? Are you developing? Are you getting better at actually playing the game of baseball? Or is it just really designed for you to just kind of showcase? Um, you know, those types of things are, are worth asking in this process because having those people in your corner that can help develop you, especially the people who are going to be around you a lot during the summer to help you from a gameplay standpoint, can they make you a better baseball player? Like that ultimately that's what you want. Are you going to be able to make me a better baseball player? And if the answer is no, then you you need to reassess where you're at and, and make a decision to go do something else. And I, I don't, you know, I don't think there's a, a lot of red flags out there when it comes to people who jump to, different organizations and stuff. I mean, I think if it's like 15 and 15 years, like, yeah, maybe that's a red flag. But, you know, if you decide during sophomore year, like, hey, this really isn't for us because we're not getting everything out of it that we want, like, that's a fine decision to make to to ultimately get to where you want to go, you know, and, and surround yourself with more people that have done this before, have sent multiple players to college, have sent players to multiple levels, division one, high end division one, mid-major division one, you know, division two, II, division three, JUCO, NAIA, whatever it is, but have people who who know what it looks like from a, a baseball standpoint. We'll get into, you know, some of the academics and, you know, development and things like that. But, you know, strictly from a coaching standpoint, you know, you want to make sure that because the vast majority of time you're going to be recruited in the summer, right? Like your high school coach is only going to see it for what, seven, eight weeks. No, we'll call it 12, whatever, you know, but if, they have a, a little bit of insight. They can help you get better, but you're going to spend, you know, July, August, September, sometimes op- October with a summer coach. And it could be multiple. Like you could have different coaches. Like that's another thing to think about. You know, who is coaching you, who's surrounding you, and who's going to be able to ultimately make you a better baseball player when we're talking about gameplay stuff? Yeah. There's a diversity of people that can help you too. Like, there's a lot of people who do this stuff for all the right reasons, and they still might not have the tools to help you move forward from a recruiting perspective, but it might be the right person to help you get better from a playing perspective or from a personal perspective. So like, don't get it twisted on what we're trying to say here. We're trying to say is make sure that you're surrounding yourself with the right people who are 
the right type of people. I think it's is is what's important to get out of this is that you can have a diverse collection of people in your corner that can help you get better from a technical perspective, from a baseball perspective. You can have coaches that are basketball coaches or football coaches that are going to help you get better as an athlete, as a competitor, and they're going to hold you accountable. You can have people that can help you in the weight room. I, I think it's really important to just just assess who's who's in your circle and make sure that those people can actually that they're benefiting you but also that they're helping you because they they're doing it because they're doing it from a good place right that there's not they're not doing it for themselves and i think that sometimes in this space in this recruiting space it, it can really easily become about not necessarily the player but about being able to say that you helped this player or that i placed this guy here or or it's all about how big the commitment is. It's not about the individual. Uh, I heard somebody say this the other day is that a lot of travel organizations try to hang their hat on all their division one guys. When travel organizations should be in some ways judged by how many guys go play at the division three level. Cause that tells me that you have a diversity of people and a diversity of contacts that allows you to place kids up and down the spectrum of college baseball. Because at the end of the day, we all know if a kid can play in the ACC, you're not going to have any trouble placing that kid, right? That's the easy kid. It's the kid who goes to, who finds a great academic fit at the division three level and gets a chance to go and play college baseball and compete. Can you find the right fit for that kid? And, you know, not that that's the end all be all, but that's a piece of criteria that you should evaluate when you're looking at a travel ball and, 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 uh, you know, where you're looking to play for the summer, but the, the people that you surround you with yourself with in this, I think is really, really important. You have to have people in your corner that are going to love you when you need to be loved. They're going to hold you accountable when you need to be held accountable. And they're going to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And I think that a lot of times People don't want to tell kids the truth because they don't want to hurt their feelings when the truth is actually going to help them get to where they're going to be. And the truth doesn't mean you have to be a, a, an ass about it. The truth is giving them information so that they can continue to move forward. But if you if you let a kid wallow in something and he doesn't have the chance to progress because you didn't give him the information, you're doing that kid a disservice. So make sure that you have those people that can sit you down and say, hey, listen, right now you want to play college baseball and your biggest gap is that you're not strong enough and you really need to think about what are we going to do in the next three months to get you stronger, right? Or listen, you need to get in better shape. Or right now you don't throw hard enough. And just even simple stuff like that, people shy away from those conversations because it's easy to do it but you're actually doing that kid a disservice and you want to make sure that you have those type of people in your corner because they're the ones who are, when they tell you those things and they let you know that you have progress to make and they give you a path to actually find that improvement and, and go down the path of improvement. Those are the people who actually care about you. The people who can't look you in the face and tell you that you need to get better are the ones who are just there 
just to be there. And I think there's a big distinction there. And I wish more people would do that with kids. And it, it, like I said, you don't have to be, you don't have to be mean. It can be incredibly constructive, but you need people there to tell you the truth. Um, Cause the truth is going to get you where you want to go. The truth shall set you free. The, you know, I want to, I want to pull this thread just for a second. The, the other piece of it too, that I, I just want to talk about briefly is, you know, and again, I, I'm not trying to hammer anybody when it comes to the coaching end of things, but you know, when, when you're in these organizations and you're making decisions on what teams to play for and stuff is, and the reason that I say you want to work with people who have, you know, to your point, like organizations that have multiple division one guys or division three guys, and, and you see division two guys and people have gone and played everywhere, right? It tells you that one, they have multiple contacts. It tells you that they have the the talent on the field that is is going to get college coaches to come watch because college coaches know the teams that have had success in the past and have had they've had success with from a playing standpoint they're going to show up and watch those teams like there's equity in those teams to be able to show up now you know we can get into a whole this is a whole other thing that we can get into like the the big giant organizations where there's forty seven thousand teams like that might not necessarily be true in, in that instance but you know there's going to be teams where coaches have had sex success before in the past they're going to go back to them um, whether it's Juco or summer ball, you know, but my, what I really want to kind of parse out of this is, you know, coach Rossi talked about it. The one, when we interviewed him about, you know, he would tell kids, Hey, if there's, you know, an, as, if there's a scout in your area, ask what he thinks and, and what you, you know, where he thinks you might fit in and, and what level it is and what you need might need to work on. And, and I, part of the reason he would go to the scout is, is I think, well, not, I think I know. That's somebody who's seen, you can't quantify the amount of baseball that that person has seen, right? Especially if it's an older scout, if it's, you know, you're in an organization that is as ex-college baseball coaches in it, or guys who have run travel baseball at a high level for 10, 15, 20, 30 years, they've seen a lot of baseball and they can start to figure out where to fit people in, right? Like you spent 11 years coaching college baseball. I spent 16 the amount of baseball that we have seen in our careers is not necessarily quantifiable from an experience standpoint for what you can do and where you, where you can take a look at a kid, watch them play and be like, okay, I know like this kid would fit in at this level right now. If he gets bigger, faster, stronger, he might be like, he's a fringe division one guy. If he can get a little bit stronger and that bat, like the bat speed increases a little bit, like he runs a, a 10th or two tenths of a second faster. Like, that's a division one guy, but right now he can flat out play at the division three level and, and probably find a really good place to play. If you don't have that and you just have, you know, some guy who's, you know, and again, I'm not hammering anybody, but somebody who's never done that before in their past, it's really hard for college coaches to take that recommendation from that coach because they're going to do a little digging on that person as well. Like, okay, how much, like, how much does this person know? Because we've talked about it before, like at the end of the day, college go- it's a business, like you got to win. So you're going to take recommendations, but you're going to take recommendations from people you trust. You know, you, these one-offs and, and, you know, they might not necessarily, like you, that coach's word may not hold as much weight as somebody else's who they trust, who's seen a lot of college ba- or a lot of amateur baseball 
and college baseball to know where that person is going to fit in. Um, you know, and I, I think that that's an important distinction to kind of make and something to think about when you're going through the travel ball and, and if you're going to switch teams or who's coaching you, those types of things, you know, what is the resume of this, but like how much, like what, what, what have they done? What have we, you know, where have these kids gone? Like, those are things that you definitely want to think about. What types of tournaments do you go to? You know, where have kids in this organization gone in the past? Like those are fair questions asked, especially at the price point where a lot of this stuff is not only from a, a, a playing standpoint, but from a, a travel standpoint, like we keep calling it travel baseball, like you're going to go travel places and play. That means gas money. That means flights. That means hotels. That means food. There's a lot more added cost that goes into this. And if it's for an organization or, or for a team or whatever it might be that doesn't necessarily have a track record of being able to really help guys get to the next level and developing guys, those things like those are things that you want to think about. Those are fair questions to ask. And, and you need to think about those things because you want to be able to have people in your corner that can legitimately look at you and say, Hey, this is what you, this is where you are now. This is what you need to do to get better, to get to this level. And if you don't know what that is, as a coach, that's where I think some people get into the, 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 we, you know, they, they're just told that they're good because they might be the best player on that team. And you need to actually have an idea of what it is that, you know, that kid needs to do um, in order to get better. So I, I think sometimes like that, that gets lost a little bit. Um, and again, I'm not, I, I hope that I'm not coming off as somebody who's hammering that, those types of coaches. I, that what, that's what makes this game amazing and tick, but you know, you want to make sure that the people in your corner, to your point, are, are are able to tell you the truth about where you fit, what you need to do to get better, but also have the wherewithal to to legitimately know what that is. Because if you don't know what it is, your your guess is as good as anybody's. You know, you, you want to be able to have somebody who can say like, "Hey, I've we've coached hundred kids who have gone and played at the college level. Like, you remind me of these five kids who all played at the Division three level." And this is the skill set. Like, I think you fit in there. These are the schools that we should target. Um, you know, because ultimately, I've heard it from so many travel coaches. Like, families go in, they talk about what school, like, you know, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, LSU. Like, yeah, everyone wants to play there. But that's such a small segment of, of college baseball that, and potential student athletes that are end up there. Like, and sometimes they get told no, and people don't like the answer. But that's, you're going to get told no in this process from a from a lot of people and you should respect the fact that, of people who have done this before and know that they're not trying to do it from a a, a ma- there's no malice behind it it's more trying to help you and aid you in this process yeah credibility matters in this world right and let me take it back a quick step like you can't you can't make up thousands of hours of experience watching college baseball, watching high school baseball. Like you can't make that up. Like there's a certain amount of effort and a certain amount of time that goes into that. And having somebody in your corner that has either seen a lot of players who have gone on to the next level or has coached a lot of players who've gone on to the next level, who has coached at the next level they have a knowledge of the college baseball landscape that's going to allow you to make a more educated decision and they're going to be able to point you in a much cleaner direction. And I think it's as simple as that. Like 
like you said, it's nothing against the, you know, it's nothing against the the young kid who's out there who's just off just fresh off the field and he's got a ton of energy and he's doing awesome stuff for your kids. Like that kid's super valuable in your circle if he really cares and he's there every day and he shows up. But he can't be the person that you rely on for the recruiting advice because honestly, he doesn't know anything. So and we we've had every single coach that we've talked to on this has explicitly said, and I can't, I don't know how many interviews we've had at this point, but I mean, we've had coaches from the division three level. We've had coaches at the mid-major division one. We've had coaches who coached in the college world series in the last two years. Right. So we've had a, a broad spectrum of coaches, a broad spectrum of levels. One of the consistent themes that we've gotten from these guys is there's certain people we trust and we lean on people who have credibility. And generally you lean on people you trust because you have experience with them providing you good information on players, truthful information on players, not just telling you what you want to hear. And then the credibility piece is, if I don't know that guy incredibly well, what's that guy's background? Has he ever coached college baseball before? Has he ever recruited before? Does he know what a player that co- that plays at our level looks like? Um, does he have any does he have any insight of what type of program we run? Those are the questions that these guys are going to, that they lean on when it comes to this world. And a lot of these guys, that's how they find players. So if you don't have somebody in your corner that has a little bit of credibility or at least an above average knowledge of the actual landscape of college baseball, you're, and you really desire to play college baseball, you need to think about getting somebody or making sure that you have somebody in your circle that can give you that kind of information. And I can promise you, it's not going to be the dad on the team that thinks your son's good. Right. Right. It's, it's you know, just I, really that simple. Like it's the blunt truth of it. The the guy who's seen a bunch of high school baseball and whose son's a pretty good player. Like he's probably not a good resource. No, no. Um, you know, I think one of the easiest ways and and this, you know, because we're, we're on this topic and I think it's a good segue into the development piece. You know, I, I had, uh, there was a kid that tried out at RPI when I was the head coach and I, I cut him. He, he wasn't good enough. Um, and I got a email from the guy that gave him lessons telling me that um, the area that he came from, well, it was going to give that whole area pause to ever go to my school because he was a, he was a really good player and he could, he definitely knew that he could play in my program and, and, and play in the league. Um, and I'll be honest with you. I, I called the coaches in the area that that, person was from and asked around, I, I got some valuable insight from those people that, um, you know, he was not the most knowledgeable uh, about a lot of stuff. And I responded, um, and just said, you know, if you've ever seen us play, please respond to this email. But I'm guessing you've literally never seen my team. You've never been to a practice. You've never been to a game you know, you have no idea what is in my program. And for you to tell me that you know for sure that this kid could play for me is wildly off base. And, you know, I, I think it speaks to, you know, the, the, the development piece, but also the, the, the coaching piece of it when, you know, coaches do not love when they hear from parents or coaches or whatever that, Unless it's a trusted source, again, I, and I'm going to say this, like, unless it's somebody that like I explicitly trust and know, if you're somebody who I've never met before in my life and you call me or email me and tell me that this kid for sure can play in my program and I don't know who you are, I do not believe you. 
Like it just does not matter if you've, uh, cause especially like, let's say you email me from Nebraska, the chances of you have ever seen my team play is probably zero. So for you to make a, a, a statement that, you know, for sure, this kid can play for me. Like, I just don't believe you. I'm going like, am I going to vet it a little bit? Yeah, maybe, but it's 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 starting the relationship off on on not the best foot because you have absolutely no idea what goes on in the program that that, that you're emailing. You don't know the kids. You don't know the players. Like, so it, it, it's a hard, like you're not doing yourself or that kid a, a benefit by starting the relationship or or the conversation off that way. Um, you know, so it, it's. You know, there were only a handful of people and everybody who's ever coached at the college level has a handful of people that they will explicitly trust when they call and say, hey, this kid can play. I, I He can 100% fit in your program. But the caveat is, and this is where I think it's important, is that it's always finished with, but it's your decision to make on whether or not he's going to be in your program. And that, like, that is a, an important distinction to make when we have these conversations. And 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 if there's co- travel coaches and parents and players listening to this, like, it's an important distinction to make because that tells me. And, and again, these are people that I trust explicitly. But that tells me, like, okay, they know that they have the skill set to play at our level. It's just on me as to to, to decide whether or not this kid's going to fit into the program. And that's from a a gameplay standpoint that's from a position standpoint that's from a character standpoint it's all of those things but from a a straight up skill set standpoint i know i can go watch that kid because it's like okay this person who i explicitly trust thinks that like knows that this kid can play at our level now i have to figure out whether or not it's going to fit into our program and that's an important distinction to make because there's that one it's a level of respect but it's it's that no the the knowledge of like hey this kid can play like he'll fit in at your level, but it's up to you as to whether or not you want to pursue it. And I've had it. I've had that hundreds of times in my career. And, you know, Cole Paquin was, was one Um, Cole Paquin was rookie of the year for me at RPI in 2019. Um, I got a call from, from coach Healy who we played for at Marist. And he was like, listen, kid can flat out hit like he can play for you. Show up. Let me know what you think. And showed up. He hit. So, Come on, let's go. And he ended up being rookie of the year. He hit like four twenty-five or something his freshman year. It was absurd. Um, and he had a really good career. But like it, those things happen. Like that was a kid that I was not recruiting. I didn't know who he was. Um, and he heels called me. He was like, "Yo, you got to go see this kid play. He can he can flat out hit and he can play for you." And I went in. I made the decision. I saw him play. I thought he could play. Met with the kid. Met with the family. It was amazing. He had a great career. And, you know, I, I'm glad that he ended up obviously telling me about the kid, but, you know, those things happen, you know, and I, I think that important distinction to make is that like it, 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 coaches have that, that immediate circle and, and outside of that, it's going to be, it's going to be taken with a grain of salt um, when you have those conversations. Well, when heels calls you, he's probably one of the only guys on the planet that you could take somebody just completely blindly. He's also one of the guys who taught me how to recruit. So when he, I, I coached he with Hills for one year, and I may have learned more about evaluating and how to just view a kid. And he's he's one, and I, I'm not saying this because we played for him, and I love the guy. 
I'm saying this because I believe this to be true. He's one of the best talent evaluators I've ever been around. Yeah, he's fantastic. I I, I wish I had a chance to learn more from him. Um, just the one year I was there, he just he taught me so much about what to look at, what to look for, how to project, and he was just always right. Like it was a big reason why all those pro guys came out of Maris those couple of years. Yeah, is because he was able to see stuff in kids that other guys didn't see. Yep. Um, you know, that's how you end up with Mike Gallick and John Swin and Zach Shank and Ken McCarthy and like Ricky Passione. Yeah. Shout out Ricky. Um, but what we're driving at really is that having people in your corner who have credibility matters, right? Like coaches call people that they trust. They answer calls from people that they trust and they leverage them, not just for the talent piece, but they leverage them because those guys are going to give them a straight shot on what the kid is like. Right. So, if you don't have somebody in your corner like that, I would suggest you try to find somebody in your corner or get somebody in your corner that's going to be able to help you with that kind of stuff. Because, yeah, being a really good player is a really good place to start, but you want to stack the chips in your favor the best you can. And the people that you associate yourself with and the people that you have in your corner, I can promise you they're way more important than the showcase events or the money you spend to go do exposure the people you have in your corner are way more valuable than that. So start there in terms of who's going to be with you, who's going to help you get better. Do you have the person who your kid clicks with from a pitching perspective or from a hitting perspective? Is that guy going to be able to get them over the hump? Do you need to change those coaches to get to the next level? Right. Everybody, every, every relationship in, in the coaching world, like eventually kind of comes to an end where you know, if you're 15 or 16 years old and you've got a hitting coaches that you've been working with since you were 11 and you're starting to hit a wall, maybe you need to go find somebody else that help you, can help you unlock that next step. Same thing from a pitcher perspective. And like those are tough conversations. It's tough decisions to make, but you only get one shot at this. So you need to make sure that you have the people that are going to get you to where you want to go. And it all really starts with people. Like I talked to Eric before this a good friend of ours. And he asked, he said, what are you guys going to talk about tonight? Is we're going to talk about the importance of people and surrounding yourself with good people. And his simple response was, yeah, it's probably the most important thing there is. And I know that the recruiting world gets caught up in the exposure events and the rankings and the metrics. And yeah, that stuff is a piece of it, but the people are what make it go. And they're the pe the people that you end up playing with, the people that you end up being coached by. They're going to have way more of an impact than you can possibly imagine. So I think fundamentally, the recruiting process gets triggered towards social media and metrics and rankings. But when you really get down to the crux of it, it's going to be driven by surrounding yourself by good people and making sure that you have people that are invested in you as a player that are invested in you as a person and are genuinely there to help you and and don't aren't doing it for any reason other than because it's the right thing to do. Nailed it. Put a bow on it. I think the next piece is the development piece. Um, you know, surrounding yourself with people who are, you know, from a you know, not just strictly a, a lesson standpoint, but, you know, strength and conditioning and those types of things that are going to be able to get you to the next level as well. 
you know, I think it's, you know, strength and conditioning has obviously become a huge component of, of college baseball. And I, I think that being able to get somebody who can, you know, and it could be someone at school, it could be a, a private and um, personal trainer, whatever it is, um, you know, I have somebody that can, that can help you start getting yourself more physical to be able to handle what you are going to undertake when you get to college. Um, you know, I saw, I, I saw something on, on Twitter earlier today about how the, you know, one of the biggest things that you, you know, freshmen deal with during their first year is not being physical enough and trying to start in the weight room when you get to college is you're, you're already behind, you know, and I think that's one component of, of getting into, um, the recruitment process uh, of making sure that you want to be checking that box as well with somebody who can, who can help from a, a, a functional strength and, and baseball standpoint, you know, how many times have we thought when we coached and how many times do we hear now and how many times do you hear people say like, yeah, he's good, but he's got to get stronger. He's got to get faster. You know, it's something that you hear all the time, you know, and I think that there's a, there's a market out there now for with a lot of people that, you know, add the strength and conditioning component into, you know, whether it's an indoor facility where they give lessons and stuff like that. And it's becoming a huge piece because you want to be able to give yourself every advantage possible in this process and being able to get into the weight room. And this is not the old when we were going through it. And there's still some people that think this, like, you can't get too big and you're going to be stiff. And like, no, man, like the weight room is a huge component in college baseball. It, it is huge. We've had every coach on here that we've interviewed talks about how important the weight room is in their program. Everybody is lifting. So you want to be able to find somebody who can help you get to the goals that you need to get to, you know, before you even get to college, because then you're going to, you know, your body maturation and, and all of those things are going to start to take over where you're going to continue just naturally getting bigger, faster, stronger. But if you can start giving your, giving yourself an advantage in the recruitment process, it's going to go a long way, you know, and, and having somebody who knows how to do that with you and how your body moves and all of those things, you know, is huge. And I think the other piece of it too, is there's, you know, everybody has a hitting coach. Everybody has a pitching coach. Everybody has, you know, I don't know how many people have a defensive coach. I, I, you know, I've talked about this before. I think that's, you know, one of the things that is a little bit um, fallen by the wayside, but, you know, I, I know they're out there. So I, I'm not going to say, you know, nobody does, but I, I, it's certainly at a lower clip than the, the hitting and pitching guys, you know, and I, I think that being able to find people that are able to develop you and to your point, like if you hit a wall with some people, like it's okay to, you know, try something else. Um, you know, but you want to ask questions in that process just as much as you do from a, a, a travel standpoint. You know, you want to be able to be with somebody who who understands, you know, how bodies move, what arm strength programs we should be on, when should we be throwing, when we should, should we be not be throwing. Um, you know, what do all of those things look like? Because I think sometimes, you know, there's there's a little bit of a stigma and I'm sorry to say this to the people who, who do this. And I know there's a lot of really good people out there, but there is a little bit of a stigma from a college coach standpoint, because it, it's like a, well, you know, you got to get paid. So you're just going to continue to work on stuff. Um, and I, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's right or wrong, but there, there is that thought. Pro Every college coach has had that thought process still thinks that whatever, um, you know, so it, it's, you know, 
is it something where you're doing lessons all year long? Like at some point in time, you should probably put a baseball down and not be throwing bullpens every single week for the entire year. Um, you know, so it's, it's figuring that stuff out. Like what type of hitting coach is it? Like, are you, you know, is this leading to success on the field? Right? Like, you know, if I'm going to go spend money on a a hitting coach, I want to make sure that I'm finding the success on the field at whatever level it is when I actually go play, you know, and in some regards, it might be the player in other regards, it might be the approach or the swing that you're being taught. And I think, you know, I, I actually, we keep referencing Twitter today, but um, I actually saw a tweet from a, a guy who used to play for the South Troy Dodgers where I played for after me, played across Central Connecticut and then played pro ball for a while who, who was out in Arizona and he, he runs a hitting facility and um, he doesn't necessarily have any hot takes, but I saw, his, I think I retweeted it today where, you know, he's like, I see a lot of people who are trying to teach a specific swing instead of trying to figure out how, ki- how people move and putting kids in the best, in the most advantageous spot to find success. And I've always thought that way. And I thought it was a, a, a refreshing thing to read in a world of, of all these hitting gurus that you see all over the place. And, you know, I think being able to, you know, there's no magic, there's no magic cure to this as much as everyone likes to think that there is no hitter hits the same. I, I've, I believe that like, are there certain things that all hitters do well? Yes, there is, but no hitter hits the same. And, and I think to try to think that you can just go to a guy who's going to magically fix you is, is short-sighted. Um, you know, but you want to be able to find people that are going to one, be able to get you better and also to tell you what it is that you need to work on, because there's going to come a point, And especially if you are a recruitable student athlete, there's going to come a point where your swing or your pitches or your location, your v, whatever it is, is going to be scrutinized. And what you want to have is somebody who you're going to that you're spending money and time with that can help you develop those things. Because if I continually show up to watch a kid hit and you cannot pull a baseball and you can't get to a, a, an inside fastball that's 81 miles an hour, I'm not going to recruit you. And that's just the reality. Like you're going to see mid to upper eighties, low nineties on the inside corner, on the inside part of the plate, division three level. And if you can't get the bad head to 81 or you're getting blown up by 82, you're not going to get recruited and you need to be able to have somebody that, that can help you get to the point where you're going to be able to handle what is going to be what you are going to face. And I think that that's something that, you know, you need to be able to work through and and kind of realize when you go through this process of, okay, what, like, where are my shortcomings and how do I get those better? And who, who can I go to and work with in order to help me get to the point that I need to be? And those are, you know, those are things that I I think are, you know, wildly underrated in in this process. And I do think that there is an ego in, in, in a lot of this stuff that I'm right. And I have the answers and, that guy doesn't know. And like, it's not about you. It's about the kid and being able to develop the kid in the best player he can to give himself the best advantage to get to the, the, the goals and the level of play that he wants to get to. And if that means he goes to, you know, a hitting guy here and a pitching guy at a different facility and an infield guy somewhere else, like then so be it. Like that's, 
it's not on you that that it's for the kid to be able if that's what they've done and that's what that family chooses and that kid's finding success then that's what it should be because ultimately it's about the kid it's not about it's not about anything else yeah your kid's gotta and once again it comes down to people like your kids gotta want to show up and work with that person right one can they get a better but does your kid enjoy going to his hidden lesson like is he excited to go work with with that coach because if the, if the fun's not there, like if that's not a person that that your son likes to show up and go play with, um, you're immediately not getting as much out of it as you can because that person isn't the type of person that your kid's fired up to to go and work with, and you know that matters. And once again, there's a lot of guys who can teach hitting. There's a lot of guys who can teach pitching, but you got to find the right people to do it, um, and and people that are genuinely invested in your kid. They're not just going to plug them into some system that they're going to that they're going to actually work with them to help them get incrementally better and give them good advice and put them in a situation where they can continue to develop. And you got to do your homework a little bit. You got to make sure that you feel really comfortable with the individual that you're sending your son to, um, you know, vet people, ask questions, you know, get some opinions of some other people who, who may work with that person. Like you, you want to get it right. You want to you want to at least do the best you can to get it right. Um so, you know, but I mean, it, 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 it's hard to, we could talk around this for, for hours, I think, but the moral of the story is make sure that you got people in your corner that you trust, that are invested in you and your son, that are going to tell you all the good stuff you need to hear, but are also going to tell you the things that you don't want to hear because it's the best thing that you need to hear at that moment, because this process is long, it's iterative, it's full of ups and downs, and you need people in your corner that you can trust and that are going to help you get to the finish line of finding the right home. And it's on you as a parent, it's on you as a player to do your due diligence and to make sure that you're stacking the chips in your favor with people who can help your son develop that it can help yourself develop from a baseball perspective, that are going to help them develop from a personal perspective, that are going to make sure that they're taking the right classes and pushing themselves in the classroom, right? Teachers can have an incredible impact on, on kids. And I don't want to downplay that because we didn't hit on it too much. But And then the other piece is make sure you have somebody in your corner who's going to actually be able to point you in the right direction from the recruiting perspective, right? Do they know college coaches? Do they know the college landscape? Do they know where your son fits in? Are they going to give you an honest assessment of where your son fits in? Or are they just going to blow smoke up your ass and tell you what you want to hear because they want you to play for their travel team? Um, don't be scared of some honesty because I think it's really what drives this process. And sometimes the tough conversations are the ones that lead to the most positive outcome. And you don't kick the can down the road by, by coddling somebody. You give them the information that they need in the moment so they can continue to improve and surround yourself with people that do that and you'd be in good shape. Yeah. I, I think to, you know, one of the things that I, I wanted to say as I thought about this and I, I'm going to say it, but I, I want to say it with an asterisk of if you hear, if people are telling you that you, they don't know what these college coaches are looking at about your son and why he's not being recruited if they've never coached in college or haven't necessarily done it in a very long time, you know, I shouldn't say that if they've never coached in college and they've never really played at a super high level. Like you should be wary because I, you know, we hear that a lot. 
um, you know, our coach tells us he doesn't know why, like, well, I can tell you why. And, and that's, you know, it, it's, it, it, you know, to me, it's that old, like, you know, we've always done it this way is one of the scariest statements in uh, you could ever say, cause it's, that's just, you know, that's not something that should ever happen. Um, you know, it's the same kind of thing to me, like, you know, I'm, they don't know what they're doing. Like, well, you know, maybe not everybody, but a good portion of them have a pretty good idea of what's going on. So, you know, I, I think that, that that should be something that you should be wary about. Um, you know, I, we've, we've talked about this before and I'll, I'll briefly touch on it, but the, you know, we, we had this conversation with Jonathan, you know, if you're a super high end academic kid, like you're going to want to be able to have somebody who has done that and knows how to kind of navigate the, the academic process of college baseball. Um, you know, I, I don't think we have to delve a whole hell of a lot into it, to be completely honest with you. Um, you know, we did that whole, um, we did a whole podcast on it. It's episode 38 with, uh, Jonathan Grousset. So it's not necessarily something that we need to go super in depth in here, but I, I would be remiss to mention that, you know, it, it, when we talk about development and we talk about teams and we talk about all this stuff, like, you know, from an academic standpoint, you want to make sure that there's someone whether it's in the baseball world or, or your high school or, uh, you know, independent counselor, whatever it is, someone who, who knows kind of the, the, the inner workings of what's going to happen from a transcript and school standpoint and admission standpoint that you're on the right track to be able to get into the schools it is that you are looking to get into. Um, and again, I, I, we don't we don't need to go super in depth into this, but I, I would I think we would be remiss not to just mention that because that's a component of this as well. Um, you know, but from a, you can apply the same academic information we talked about in episode 38 to, you know, non high end academic schools, like, you know, you, but you're, you know, they're generally going to be, you know, a little bit easier to get into than the, the IVs and the NESCACs and things of that nature. But, um, you know, if, if that's what you aspire to, you're going to want to make sure that you have somebody that, you know, has either done, done that before, or, you know, find somebody who, who can really help you so that you can navigate that process as well. Spot on coach, the academic world is its own little nuanced recruiting process that goes well beyond just the talent level. Um, we we all know that there's way more to the admissions process than I got a 4.0. Uh, so like I said, listen to, listen to episode 38. We unpack that one pretty well. Uh, definitely a lot of information in there in, in terms of what that world looks like. But if you do find yourself as somebody who's aspiring to play high academic type of school, uh, definitely take the time to listen to that because it's you're going to want somebody. You're going to need the knowledge there, and you're likely going to need somebody who's going to be able to point you in the right direction because it's it's not quite as straightforward as being good and having a good GPA. Anything else you want to add on this one, Coach? No, I think we covered a lot. People matter. Surrounding yourself with good people really matters. Do the best you can to set your kid up for success by putting people in the corner that you trust, that are invested in your kid and have the the knowledge and the wherewithal to point you in the right direction when it comes to the recruiting process. Uh, with that being said, Coach, I hope you have a wonderful night. Everybody listening, I hope you have a wonderful evening as well. If you're listening to the day during the day, I hope you have a great day. Uh, we will catch up with you next week. Thanks for listening. 
Thank you for listening this week. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and smash that like button for us. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at EMD Baseball. If you want to find out what me and Keith do to help families and players navigate the recruiting process, go ahead and check us out on emdbaseball.com. Take a few minutes to check out our new online academy. I promise you'll get some good information out of that. Thanks again for listening. Check in with you next week.